Welcome to Witches Being Witches. Spiritual besties chatting all things stars, skin, science, sex, and self-love. I'm Tara, Ayurvedic consultant, cosmic witch, and Vedic astrologer. And I'm Emily, qualified naturopath, holistic skin witch, and founder of natural skin and lifestyle brand, The Purist Collection. Witches Being Witches is for the woman who is ready to reclaim her power, dares to take up space, and expresses herself fully. A witch is a woman who embraces nature, its cycles, and knows that she is magic. Welcome, Welcome fellow witch. witch. We are so happy you are here. This episode is proudly brought to you by The Purist Collection, a luxury naturopath-formulated skin, body, and lifestyle brand, supporting you with herbal medicine, flower aroma, and crystal therapy, because what you put on your body is just as important as what you put in it. Available online at thepuristcollection.com. That's the with purist, P-U-R-I-S-T, collection.com. Okay, let's get into today's episode. Welcome to episode five, Gut Health 101. We feel like gut health is such a trending topic and has been for the last couple of years probably really, T, but Mm. we really wanted to weigh in in this episode from a naturopathic and Ayurvedic perspective and as as usual, hit you guys up with a little bit of science and a little bit of witchy goodness as well. But before we deep dive into today's topic, we wanted to take a moment to thank you all so much and so sincerely from the bottom of our hearts for all of the support and amazing feedback that we have received so far. Yeah, and we got a beautiful message from one of our community members, Kayla. Uh, She said, I'm obsessed with this podcast. It's so nice to have an Australian-based witchcraft podcast. Uh, I put witchcraft in quotes because I didn't know if you wanted to be associated with that. And we just really wanted to speak to that because... Um, which is derived from the word Wicca, which means wise. So witchcraft actually means craft of the wise. So we're so, so thanks, happy. <laughs> we totally take that as a compliment and we are totally rocking the word witch and witchcraft. That is totally what we are about. Yeah, so we love all your, your feedback and thank you so much. Yes, thank you. All right. So we'll get... Let's go. Yeah, into it. <laughs> so... I guess from a very basic baseline starting point, when we talk about gut health and we talk about the gut, really um, we are constantly interacting with our gut and we do that every time we eat and every time we drink and every time we perform a basic natural bodily function. And really when we talk about functions of the gut, there are kind of three major aspects and and three major functions so our digestion and and breaking down our foods and our experiences and our emotions and passing through what we don't need and so therefore elimination is obviously another function of the gut but then we've also got our assimilation and our absorption of our our nutrients and and all of the goodness that we we want to keep and I think that gut health has become such a popular and trending topic really because at the end of the day, it's something that both Tara and I see a lot of in our practice. Um, and I think really that's summed up nicely because one in five of us will suffer some kind of digestive discomfort or disorder, including food intolerances, um, at some point in our lives. Yeah, and there's so much information out there, and I think mm. it's really confusing. 
Totally. And we have to understand that we're so unique and individual. So unique and individual. And when we talk about our gut health, a massive part of that is our microbiome. And we have 30 trillion human cells in our bodies, but we've actually got 40 trillion bacterial cells. So we are actually technically more bacteria than we are human, which I think is really cool. But within that, um, we've got around a thousand different species of bacteria um, all playing different roles in the body and that composition our microbiome composition so the makeup and the diversity and abundance of each of those strains of bacteria is actually as unique to the individual as their fingerprint is so there's one third of our gut bacteria which is common to most people but then that remaining two thirds is totally individual which I think is just so cool yeah and that's why I love the holistic medicine because Mm. it really takes that into account about how different we are and both naturopathy and Ayurveda does that yeah um through the whole diagnose like process um really understanding the unique individual and their their digestive fire exactly so in Ayurveda we call the digestive fire Agni and we really see it as playing a central role in in health Mm. uh, how you not only process your food and the strength that you're able to do that but it also comes to how you're processing your thoughts and emotions as well absolutely so we want that digestive fire that Agni to be are strong so like you say em it can assimilate the the food yeah. and so that can you know give us the nourishment that mm-hmm. we need mm-hmm. and so i really feel that everything stems back to gut health and Absolutely. this is what we see so we're always treating yeah. the gut yeah and it is really fascinating to me that you know our modern medicine now is only uh, discovering this yeah. gut and <laughs> gut and brain, um, you know, mind connection. Yes. Whereas the holistic healing modalities have said this from the conception, you know, 5,000 years ago in Ayurveda, we've been talking about this and same with naturopathy. Mm. Um, and that plays a central role as well. So it's not just what foods we're putting in, um, it's also to do with our emotions Mm. and I really want to give you guys some practical tips as well we'll go into Mm. um just simple tweaks yeah that are going to help with your digestion yeah totally before we do that I wanted to kind of touch on that topic that you brought up of that gut brain connection and our gut is essentially our gateway um to our internal and, and our external environments And like we said, we're absolutely digesting all of our foods, but also all of our emotions and our experiences. And um, the gut-brain connection, the the way that this plays into the gut health picture is that our 90% of our body's chemical messengers, those neurotransmitters, and particularly the ones that modulate our mood, 90% of those mood-modulating ones are produced by the gut, um, including obviously serotonin, which is one of our main um, main neurotransmitters and our happy chemical. Um, but our gut is actually lined with 100 million nerve cells. So it's really not a surprise that those um, terms gut feeling, gut instinct, gut wrenching, 
it totally makes sense with us having that that massive nervous system link and our gut and our brain are actually connected by the vagus nerve it's also known as the gut brain axis so our vagus nerve is um part of our parasympathetic nervous system so we've got our fight or flight sympathetic nervous system but our vagus nerve is part of that parasympathetic nervous system so that rest or digest mode instead so um that vagus nerve stimulation and activation is so helpful for um, gut health but we also know that our physical mental and emotional stress can all impact the health of our gut and we were talking before about digestive disorder and discomfort and that we see it so commonly in clinic and yes a lot of um, symptoms of digestive disorder present in the gut so Tara, you were saying earlier when we were kind of talking about doing this episode that bloating is something that we see in mm. so many of our clients. Um, but, you know, also things like reflux and heartburn and constipation, diarrhea, stomach pain, nausea. But I also wanted to mention that you might um, have an imbalance of some kind in your gut. You might be lacking that digestive fire or there might be something kind of out of whack in that bacterial composition in your microbiome. And digestive disorder can also present um, in the skin. It can present in our immune system. So if we're constantly fighting off colds and flus or other infections like UTIs, thrush, um, also weight management. So if we are unintentionally gaining or losing weight, if we are not sleeping well, if we're constantly tired, if we're anxious, if we're suffering from depression or mood swings, even if we're struggling to be able to concentrate, all of these are telltale signs that something can be out of whack in our digestive system. And so again, I think it does really link back to that gut brain connection, because as we said, so many of our chemical messengers, our neurotransmitters, um, you know, those messengers from the brain to the rest of the systems in the body to be performing and functioning well, if we've not got that chemical messenger production happening via our gut and that gut brain axis and that vagus nerve are not functioning well, it's not surprising then that we are going to suffer in other ways. Yeah, and this is a really big one and because there is that direct relation then to the food that we eat as well. Totally. Um, and that affecting our mood and our emotional mindset. So it's coming mm. back to that holistic um, yeah, way, of, way of living and Absolutely. understanding that they're both influencing each other. Totally. And I think that is why holistic natural medicine really does um, take gut health into account when looking at someone's health so thoroughly and why natural medicine has taken it into account for such a long period of time because it is such a pivotal part of our overall health having that that full gut health and like you said Tara having um, the ability to also take into account how individual we are and particularly and, and again where this is such a big topic and I think a lot of um, brands and influencers and you know lots of people are talking about gut health which is amazing I think it's awesome that we are raising awareness but I think it's also really common that we look at what someone has done mm -hmm. to improve their gut health yeah. and we take that as gospel 
without taking into account the fact that, like we said, two-thirds at least of their microbiome is totally different to yours and the symptoms that they're experiencing could be completely different to yours. But also we know that that gut is linked to so many of our systems. So while your immune system could be working really well, that person's could not be working so well. So something that works for them is not going to work for you. Yeah, definitely. So in Ayurveda, we work on the doshas, which are the energetic makeup. Mm -hmm. And so there's the vata, pitta, kapha, and they make up the five elements. And so in Ayurveda, you're a combination of all three of those because all three of those are required for the body to maintain and function. Mm. But we all have a different ratio and it very much comes bound to down to that blueprint mm. of um you know someone we call a vata um digestion a pitta digestion and a kapha digestion so that would be a dominance yeah so yeah. you have a dominance in one of those mm. and then we can see from that what you're what you'll lean towards mm. and then we work on you know taking that imbalance back um and so that's how we really um diagnose our, our patients but as, as well as you, am in naturopathy, we spend an hour and a half mm. on that first consult yeah. with our client and we go through everything, the full medical history, yeah. your emotions, um, you know, your family support, like all of that is part of mm. understanding that person's um, journey and, yeah. and how they're being affected because totally. it is that, like we say, it's the the body, mind and soul connection mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, and addressing all of those. Yeah, and taking into account genetics and family history and predispositions, also looking at, you know, gut testing where it's appropriate. I, I work a lot with um, functional testing in, in my practice and even, to be honest, looking at blood tests, you can see a lot about the way that the gut is working, you know, if you're deficient in a lot of nutrients and it is really important to pay attention to how well the gut is functioning both in terms of digestion and assimilation and absorption of nutrients because if that's not happening Mm. of course that's going to reflect in your nutrient levels yeah and it's going back to that root cause m which Mm. is what these alternative healing modalities um, are the best at not only the preventative medicine but getting to the root cause yes and finding out like okay you have this symptom here but like that is is why yeah this is why yeah and so always coming back to that is um yeah the empowering absolutely and i think really in clinic the gut is so often especially for my clients i don't know if you find the same tara but so often it is encompassing the gut in some way whether it is a dis you know an imbalance or um dysbiosis it's called when when our microbiome is imbalanced but also um even if you know we're looking at a hormonal root cause, we want to take into account, again, the gut because, like we said, those chemical messengers, so many of them are produced in the gut and if we don't have that um, vagus nerve activation, that gut-brain axis, that part of the parasympathetic nervous system working well, we are going to struggle to produce um, the correct levels of hormones and have them functioning properly as well. So, yeah, gut health is being talked about for a reason, which I think is cool. But, yeah, yeah. we just want to take into account, um, yeah, the full person and, and that full picture when we are looking at gut health. 
Yeah, and so in Ayurveda, we say that some of the ways that the digestive fire can get weakened Mm. um, is from improper eating. Mm -hmm. So that is um, also like a lack of activity, um, like some emotional negative triggers, things like that, um, an unhealthy daily routine. And so then the ways to um, strengthen that is really eating, like if you're looking from an Ayurvedic perspective, looking at your dosha type and Mm. seeing what types of food is going to be good for your constitution. And again, this is different for everyone. And yeah, like you say, I'm not looking at what other people are eating. Like I'm seeing a lot of those at the moment on Instagram Mm. about this is what I eat in a day Mm. and that's great, but it coming back to and reminding um, you that it is very individual. Yeah. And it's so cliche to say that everybody is different, but yes, literally everybody is different. <laughs> yeah. There's no two ways about it. Um, so talking about ways to kind of improve digestion and gut health, should mm. we get stuck in with some, some, some tips practical and tricks tips. for people? Yeah. So the big one for me is um, eating at the same time yep. each day. Agreed. So... Yeah, because the body is expecting that food. Yes. And it's not just, you know, the whole process. It's the thought of you having food. Mm-hmm. Your body is then prepping for it. Yeah. Uh, so really having those set times. And in Ayurveda, we say it's you eat your largest meal when the, the sun is the highest in the sky. Mm-hmm. So always at lunchtime, we have our biggest meal. Mm-hmm. Our digestive fire is the greatest. So really making sure um, in Ayurveda we say eat before 8 a.m. in the morning mm-hmm. um, and then before um, like 7 p.m. at night. Yeah, so okay, cool. those are the times. So not eating um, too close to bedtime yes. because that can interfere with our sleep. Absolutely. So, yeah, that is a really big one, eating the same time each day. Agreed. And from a circadian rhythm perspective, when um, we have that disruption to our body clock, so if we are shift working, if we are not sleeping well and we're not getting enough sleep, if we eat dinner too late, too close to bedtime, um, that disruption to our circadian rhythm, that natural sleep and wake cycle, that is actually going to change the composition of our gut bacteria. And that composition really starts to favour um, the bacteria that can be very closely associated with weight gain and obesity, but also type 2 diabetes, which I think is fascinating. But like you said, Tara, as well about the gut predicting um, when it is going to need to be digesting, um, I think that's so helpful. It just takes so much load off of the gut and off of that digestive system when we are yeah, kind of keeping that regularity as well. So a couple of different reasons as to why that is so important. Yeah, and another one on the on the back of that M is um, skipping meals. Mm. And I see this a lot in clients and they say, you know, I'm bloated but I haven't even eaten anything. Mm-hmm. And then when we look at that from an Ayurvedic perspective, um, that is very vata increasing. So vata is air and ether. So understanding that our digestive system when we've skipped a meal it's full of space Mm. so um that is why we get this bloating so it's actually you know counter um intuitive to to do that skipping of the meal because you're just exacerbating the problem yeah i see it a lot too and i think intermittent um, intermittent fasting is a really popular eating style and don't get me wrong it does work very well for a lot of people but on the flip side it works 
really not very well for a lot of people as well and we know how stress and the nervous system impacts the gut we've kind of talked about that parasympathetic nervous versus um sympathetic nervous system and that fight or flight or sympathetic nervous system activation when we activate that stress response um it does shut down our digestive ability and not eating and going into that kind of starvation mode for a lot of people, especially if they are already chronically stressed, if their adrenals are getting to that point of exhaustion or burnout, going into starvation mode can actually do more harm than good for those clients mm. because it is um, telling the body that you are not safe enough to eat. Yeah, it's another so of stress. course digestion is not going to then work well. Yeah, and this is what I see as well because then the body is um, thinking that you're not going to eat again and yeah. so it's like holding on to that as yeah. well because Absolutely. it's not sure when it's going to be eating again. Yeah. And like you say, Em, I've seen that work really well with clients. Mm. Um, in Ayurveda, it's more the kapha type that is better to, to do that fasting. Mm. So again, really coming back to your energetic makeup yeah. and what is good for you. Yeah, um, and I think getting some guidance on that yes. as well and, and not trying it just for fun or because your favorite influencer on Instagram is doing it, but because that is what is actually going to work for you considering your whole body picture. And it can be hard for ourselves to look um, really objectively in our health situation. So mm. yeah, I think getting guidance is definitely yeah pivotal for overall gut health, but especially for your eating habits and patterns. Yeah, definitely. And like that can affect your emotions as well. You mm. know, like you say, if you haven't eaten, you know, you can be quicker to anger mm. um, and feeling ungrounded yes. and, and things like that. So because of that blood sugar impact, mm. but also I see a lot of clients who are nauseous in the morning mm. and therefore it puts them off eating and very commonly what is happening here and partly because of that stress response, but also because of that blood sugar dysregulation, but also that kind of stomach acid um, deficiency as well. So encouraging my clients who do feel slightly sicky in the mornings to actually have something to eat can actually really help to, yeah, kind of ease those digestive system, um, digestive symptoms in a lot of ways. Yeah, definitely. And yeah. like in Ayurveda, we have a dinacharya, which is daily routine. And as part of that, uh, we have this process where when we wake up, we uh, scrape the tongue. Mm -hmm. And so that's already, you know, stimulating mm. the digestive system by just doing that action yeah. and then having like the warm water. So yeah. like really preparing um, ourselves. So this is one of the first things that I say to my clients and just that alone mm. um, can create um, such regulation. an impact. Mm, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, totally. And um, again, I think something important here, and I always say this to my clients, especially the ones who do not eat breakfast, when they start eating breakfast, I think it's really important to remind them that it doesn't have to be a massive meal. Mm. I don't ever want my clients to be force feeding themselves. And I think there is, like we said, that ma massive emotional um, aspect to eating. Mm. And really it's important to enjoy the food that we're eating. That's a massive part so of our um, digestive function. And mm. I talk a lot to my clients about mindful eating, Tara, and I know that's mm. something that you do a lot with your clients too. But really, um, you know, mindfulness at its core is becoming present and aware of the present moment and our, of our bodies in that present moment. So becoming aware of how our body is feeling, the food that we're about to eat, what it looks like, what it smells like, what it feels like, and what it tastes like every single mouthful. And I really encourage my clients to 
thoroughly chew their food. Mm. And you were saying about that tongue scraping being a really big um, part of getting that digestive system kind of kick firing for the day. Chewing is helping us to um, physically break down our food, obviously, but then also chewing and also really um, using our senses to experience that food as well is going to help to kick fire that um, gastric acid Mm. as well. So really key to actually being able to digest our food. And so many of us, I think, skip this because we are in today's society really not programmed to focus on eating. Like how many of us eat at our desk? Yes, and in front of the computer or when we're on our phone. Watching TV. Yes. And that is this is such a big one, is really like you say, and being mindful Mm. and eating slowing, slowing down because when we eat fast, this is another way of increasing that gas, that bloating. And so really being mindful of that. Mm. And then after eating, um, allowing yourself to just sit for for 10 minutes um, in Ayurveda, we say that's really important for part of the process of digesting. Yes. You know, we're not wanting to divert um, energy anywhere else at that time because Mm. our body is, you know, trying to to break down, um, you know, what we've just eaten. Totally. Yep, and I think that's a really big um, part to making sure that we're not overeating or overconsuming. Um, is that that practice uh, that practice of mindful eating? Yeah, and it's also in the environment, like you say, I'm not watching TV and things mm-hmm. like that. Um, but I think this really links into and what was a huge change for me is not eating when you're um, emotional, mm-hmm. and I don't just mean like if you're if you're angry if you're upset Mm. uh really if you're in that heightened emotional state yeah 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 um in Ayurveda we say you know where when we're like that we're putting that energy into the food Mm. and then we're consuming it yeah I love that yeah so just being really mindful of that because um that plays an important part on how we're digesting that food as well Mm. and I don't know if I've done this I've been um angry and I've eaten and I have definitely had an upset stomach like how often does that happen (laughs) yeah Um, so really taking note of that like I only become aware of this as I've you know studied Ayurveda Mm. and I'm very mindful of that Mm. but you know I wouldn't have necessarily put that link together yeah um so yeah yeah again it's that link with the nervous system isn't it Mm. it's um the fact that with our gut being essentially our second brain and housing so many of those nerves and of our whole nervous system um it does make sense that if we are experiencing emotions we are going to experience them in the gut and yeah i think um a, a big part of healing the gut does come from that stress management and and resilience and relief technique approach Mm. where we're wanting to help to support the nervous system so that we can support proper digestion and being able to properly deal with our stress and those heightened emotions and being able to sit with them and um yeah support not only our gut health and our gut function but that stress nervous system function as well um, i think is so pivotal so whatever that stress management technique looks like for you you know whether that is deep breathing or mm. yoga or meditation or a combination of all of the above whether it's psychology and counseling um whether it's literally just scheduling in time to do something that you enjoy or that you find restful mm. um i think 
that is such an important part of looking after the gut. Well, this is emotional. strengthening. Yeah. yeah, this is strengthening that agony, the the fire your digestion by doing these things. Yeah. Absolutely. So not overlooking that is is really important. Totally. And I know something, and Tara, you'll probably be able to touch on this from a constitutional perspective, but also kind of um, helping our, our digestive system out a little bit where, especially when needed, and again, this probably relates back to that kind of constitutional approach, but um, eating more warm and cooked vegetables and like slow cooked mm. meats, um, stews and smoothies and soups and things really helps to take some of the burden off of the digestive system just making things as simple as possible yeah definitely so in Ayurveda this one is a big one as well yeah having those depending on what your constitution is um you know like for a while there the raw food trend was mm-hmm. really big mm-hmm. and you know if you're a pitta constitution which you have more of that fiery um leniency mm. that raw food mm. diet is actually quite good for you mm. But then if you've got a vata or a kapha mm. um, energetic constitution, uh, the body does have a harder time breaking down yeah. that, that raw state. So having it cooked yeah. is so much gentler on on the digestive system. Mm. So, yeah, having those. And that's why in Ayurveda as well we cook with a lot of spices yes. to help with that digestion, yeah. um, which is a big one. And even having things before we eat to kickstart our digestion mm-hmm. if we are struggling with it. Yeah. Um, that's one of the first things that we um, put emphasis on. Yeah, completely agree. I agree with you, the raw vegetable thing for me. Mm-hmm. it is not um always the best option that's for sure i've definitely seen a lot of discomfort when i eat too much raw um but again it kind of links back to that gastric acid thing and i i do always say even though i i do recommend that clients who are really struggling digestively if we want to kind of take off some of that burden um that they do actually make sure that they're not over um over pureeing or over blending mm-hmm. ingredients we still want to have some element of like chewing action involved so if you're making a smoothie if you're having your soup we don't want to make it baby food mm. we still want to have some yeah some um something for our mouth to do because it is so important to keep that gastric acid regulated and so many clients who do have digestive you know discomfort systems and and who I do recommend these kind of um, more pre-digested, I guess, um, foods to, we don't want, already there's going to be some stomach acid or digestive fire deficiency. So we don't want to add to that more by telling the body that it doesn't need to produce gastric acid. Like we want to keep that that regulated. Yeah. And just on that, um, especially when it comes to smoothies and mm. things like that, I used to be a big smoothie drinker mm-hmm. and, um, you know, I'd carry that into the winter. And yes. uh, now I realize that, you know, anything cold and anything like that, especially if you're more a, a vata or mm. a kapha constitution, um, that coldness can actually dampen the digestive fire. Mm. And so having that awareness around it. So if I do do that now, I um and I was putting like spinach and stuff like mm. that in it, but now I always um lightly steam my spinach before because mm. when I was putting like just raw spinach in mm. there, I'm like oh and I was my di- digestion was getting affected. Mm. I'm like, well, I've had a smoothie that mm. should be good, but mm. like understanding that 
to really get that nutrients out of that mm. spinach just needs that light activation and that really changed a lot for me yeah um but another weird thing that i really do i don't know if anyone else does this but i eat my smoothie with a spoon yeah cool <laughs> and like so that is like i'm literally you know yeah, feels like still, i'm chewing it like yeah a, I, you're still eating yeah it's like a, a drink yeah like a soup yeah yeah i love that <laughs> that's cool <laughs> No judgment here. <laughs> You're in um in good company, Tara. Remember, this is your witch coven. We are not judgmental. We judgment. <laughs> we embrace the weird fully. <laughs> um, yeah, and I think again, you know, when it comes to making a smoothie or when it comes to eating, full stop. We want to be mindful of the ingredients that we're having, and we don't want to be having too many processed foods. We don't want to be having um, too much sugar or caffeine or alcohol in the mix because all of these can play a role in our um, microbiome composition and that bacterial abundance. Um, yeah, we want to be eating more of those kind of fresh whole foods ultimately. Yes, and having that having that variety and seeing you know what works for you and getting that balance and that food combination Mm. which is uh, a huge topic as well Mm. i agree the variety thing is so important because like any other ecosystem our gut microbiome needs diversity and variety and so we want to be making sure that we do have um you know a really abundant diet as Mm. well to be able to to foster that abundant bacterial environment too yeah, and I think as well, Em, like on a on a broader topic, the putting the love back into cooking. Mm, and eating. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like it's such a it's such a sacred thing, like really creating when we can a space around it, mm. that enjoyment rather than thinking mm. it's just a to do list, like, yep, tick that off. Um, but really bringing that sacred sacred nature back to it i agree that enjoyment yeah we need um need that again from that nervous system perspective and that gut brain connection totally yeah we're going to be able to digest something so much better yeah it it just makes sense yeah yeah and you know when we're eating in good company as well like Mm. you know that Mm -hmm. helps our digestion as well I believe it's really much about the environment so yeah I completely agree and yeah absolutely um the other thing that I want to touch on is you know making sure that we've got enough of those prebiotic elements so pre and probiotics um I kind of yeah want to very quickly break them down a little bit so probiotics are numbers of good bacteria so we can add numbers of good bacteria. But what's really important is that we actually provide some fuel for those. So that's where our prebiotics come in. So those um, making sure that we're eating plenty of nice fibrous foods to be able to nourish that environment and support the bacteria that's already living there. Um, and then adding probiotics in as well. However, I do want to touch on this. And again, um, I think so many people, when they think, oh, I'm struggling with my gut, I know what I'll do. I'll take a probiotic. Mm. And look, probiotics, I definitely don't want to diss them because I use them a lot in clinic, but I work very selectively because there are so many different strains of bacteria and they're all going to have different actions like we were talking about before, bacteria. There's so many strains and they do all have slightly different purposes and functions. But it's also really important to consider that um, something that 
I especially see a lot of in clinic and especially in my skin clients um, is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth um, or SIBO. And we can have an overgrowth absolutely of bad bacteria, but very similarly, we can have an overgrowth of good bacteria. So if we're adding more bacteria mm-hmm. into the mix, we're kind of adding to that overgrowth picture and actually in some cases making digestive system um, a lot worse. Yeah, and this is where, again, we think we're doing the right thing yeah. because this is what everyone is telling you. Yeah. Um, but this is why it's so important to really have your own digestive, mm. like, mapped out. Mm. And um, embrace that that uniqueness. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think one other thing um, is less so to do with eating, but keeping up your regular exercise and your Mm. regular movement in some way Um, because if we are not exercising regularly enough, that is going to alter our gut bacteria so that microbiome health is going to be impacted. But similarly, if we're lacking movement in our lives, we're going to lack movement in our bodies and that's very often when we start to see that constipation picture come into play here, which is going to cause a lot of problems because that elimination function is not happening yeah properly. so yeah when we're doing that we're um eliminating moving like you say em and mm. you know sweating that function as well mm. when we're moving out the the toxins yeah it's so important absolutely yeah and um on that topic making sure you know the topic of toxins that we are reducing our exposure to environmental toxins where possible as well because we don't want to be um adding inflammation yeah exactly we don't want to be adding inflammation to the picture as well um things like chemicals and pesticides pollution and cigarette smoking and even passive cigarette smoking it has been found to reduce our microbiome's diversity and to really inflame that gastrointestinal tract and if that is inflamed it is not going to work properly yeah so where you can get the organic foods especially the dirtier ones Mm. Um, or doing a soak. Yeah. Like, Always wash your fruit and veggies. Yes. Yeah. It's yeah. so important. So important. Everything. Yeah. Filtered water is also yes. really important as well. That is the biggest one. That, and that is the first thing I say to my mm. clients, Em, is, is your Get water filter. yeah. filtered? Yeah. Because, yeah, water is everything. Yeah. And that's a big topic in itself, mm. I think, water filters and, um, We'll probably touch on that in another episode. Yeah, definitely. But, um, yeah, making sure that you are drinking plenty of, of water to keep that regularity happening. However, making sure also that you're not flooding your your system with too much water and starting to flush out nutrients that we want to hold on to. So, again, making sure that we're working with that kind of two, on average, humans need two to two and a half litres. But, yeah, please opt for your filtered water. Also making sure that you're using natural skincare. Um mm. And quick newsflash, I sell some if you need some. Yes. <laughs> Emily, check out the Purist Collection. It is the best. <laughs> We're a little bit biased, but yeah. <laughs> and same with conventional cleaning products as well, avoiding those, making the, the switch to more natural products. Um, it's, it's, yeah, really going to help Because it all affects the gut. Totally. It's all connected. Totally. And, yeah, the skin is the largest organ. Yep. Um, so, yeah, really looking at those. And I know this sounds like a lot. We've delved <laughs> into mm-hmm. a lot today. But, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Let us know if you have any questions, if you would like us to go 
um, you know, more into these topics that yeah. we've just broadly discussed here because yeah. there's there's so much to it. Yeah. And again, it's important, like we said, to embrace your uniqueness. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, if you are feeling like you need extra support, then reaching out to a health practitioner like Tara or I or whoever is in your, you know, your midst and whoever you're drawn to. Um, but, yeah, I really, I think, getting support and, and that individual advice but as always we are totally open to your requests and suggestions for episode topics so please don't hesitate to get in touch with us um and please join our, our free facebook community as well um our little coven on there yes yeah please join there yeah and and hit us up with your suggestions and your thoughts and your feedback um and as always please consider leaving us a five-star review and um, posting your feedback as well on your favorite podcast listening app. We really appreciate, like we said at the beginning of this episode, the support and, um, and your positive reviews. Yeah. Thank you for listening to us and we look forward to talking to you next episode. Yeah. We'll see you then. Bye fellow witch. Thanks for listening to Witches Being Witches. Remember, happiness is the new rich. Inner peace is the new success. Health is the new wealth and kindness is the new cool. We'll see you next episode.